Welcome to TalkErie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. And today, we welcome one of our favorite guests, uh, the mayor of the city of Erie, Joe Schember. Welcome back, Mayor Joe. Thank you, Joe. Mayor Schember, how are you doing? Good to be here. Mayor Joe's fine. <laughs> Joe's yeah. fine. <laughs> yes, you got it. Well, um... You know, uh, this has been one world. Uh, this is one one whirlwind of a week, and right down to the point that, uh, Mayor, you probably would go from this show tonight to go to a fish fry normally. Absolutely. That, that but the fish fries have been canceled. You're right. I mean, they're actually yes. St. Stan's is doing a drive-through. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. But uh, no, I mean, it's just incredible. So we're we're, yeah. we're just saying. Um first off officially what are what do you think um do you feel like the government's response from 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 federal state county city has it been appropriate Yeah I feel especially the state and county have done a great job and they're the ones that impact us the the closest right. uh mm-hmm. I've worked very closely with Kathy Dahlkemper and, and she has a great health team there you know we don't have any health professionals in the city so we immediately, several weeks ago, started working with the county's health department. They've been so responsive to any questions we have. They've set up a weekly teleconference that where we, we get together. We've been doing that for about three weeks now. And it's uh, and, and also the things that the governor is doing statewide and the announcements he makes are, are uh, seem very appropriate and, and very moving. Yeah, and let's talk about that because— you know the gov the 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 health department had their release for I think around noon, and then by three o'clock the governor came and announced closure of the Pennsylvania schools. If you didn't catch us in the first hour, uh, C- Governor Tom Wolf announced that all K twelve Pennsylvania schools will be closed for ten business days effective on Monday. The administration has been working with school districts as well as state and local officials to gather input on this decision. The Wolf administration will continue to monitor COVID nineteen. In the Commonwealth, at the end of the ten days, we'll reevaluate and decide whether continued closure is needed. Yes. Uh, that's a big deal for you, Mayor. It is, and uh, really for all people. If you have yes. a kid in school and you work, you know, what do you do? And uh, I know one of the things that we've said to our employees at the city is, you know, if you need to take time off because your kids are home. And let's say you run out of days off this year, health or whatever reason, yeah. you can go into a negative with that, and then next year, you know, the day kind of burn them off. Correct. Next year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you for things like that? Are you feeling like you're getting cooperation from the unions and it like is everybody kind of trying to work together to because this is unprecedented territory. It is. Yeah. But I'm feeling good cooperation within City Hall and yeah. even outside City Hall with other other agencies with the county, as I said, with the state. Yeah. They're definitely very very receptive, and also our, our all our healthcare professionals. You know, whether it's Hammett, St. Vincent's, Lecom. They're all involved, and everybody seems to, you know, number one, I think we're all blown away by how unusual this is, and we've never experienced anything like this in our life. But, you know, what really impresses me is how much everybody's willing to work together, help each other out in their area expertise. When you've had meetings at City Hall, have have you had to change some protocols about sanitation? I mean, are, are there special things that you feel like need to be done? I mean, even like 
even like the garbage trucks, do they have yeah. to be clean? I mean, they're, they're you know, uh, what, what uh, kinds of protocols have you had to engage absolutely. in? Absolutely. You know, one of the things we're doing is, is passing on. I'm showing John some hands. <laughs> you actually got a hold, hold of a I few of them, a, huh? Yeah, yes, we did. <laughs> and uh, we've been passing these out uh, so people can keep their hands clean. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're, we sent an email out telling employees, wash your hands at least 20 times a day. And if you can't wash them, at least use the hand sanitizer regularly. Wow. Uh, to you know, kill any germs that might that might be there that would hurt you or somebody else. Right, right. What a uh, and so yeah, it's not like you've shut down city hall. No, we you know yeah. I mean the police have to do their job, the fire have to do their job. Uh, what kinds of engagement? I mean, I mean, what are the chiefs? Are, what are the chiefs saying? Well, you know, I mean, they're very concerned because uh, obviously, you know, I think we have about two hundred and twenty or two hundred or excuse me, one hundred and twenty or thirty firefighters. If they respond to an emergency and and you know and get sick and and have to leave work for ten days, we can't replace them. There's yeah. If they have to self quarantine, yes, that could re- be yeah. devastating to the public safety. Yeah, and the same with police. Obviously, you know they can't be easily replaced. It, it, it would probably take months to to replace. So so there's no blanket rules as far as. Hey, uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna have you wearing masks going in going on a call or well if they have to go into a place they they are asked to put on a mask oh uh, they are yes. okay that's already been established yes yes and uh, you know it's it obviously it, none of this none of this is easy it's all new territory we're going into but I can tell you I'm real pleased with how our police and fire are working trying to figure this out and move forward we want to we want to keep them healthy because no matter what happens we need uh, police and fire. Uh, we, you know, they res- they're first responders. If if someone's heart stops, uh, uh, you know, in any kind of uh, emergency or problem that people have, you know, they're the ones that go, and we need to keep them available. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you want to ask Mayor Joe Schember a question, our phone number is 814-679-1080. You can call or text on that line at 814-679-1080-679-1080. It's a local call from uh, Erie locations. Another thing if yeah. I might mention that, we, that we're asking uh, people to do is don't, uh, you know, residents, you're, you're always welcome at City Hall, but right now it's better if you don't come unless you have something you really need to talk face-to-face with somebody about. We ask you to call, you know, our Citizen Support Hotline, 870-1111 is a good place, or call anyone you know at City Hall. We, you know, At some point, you know, depending on how bad this gets over time, we may have to close City Hall, although we have to keep the police department right. open. Uh, but right now we're just asking, don't come to City Hall unless you need to for some reason. Uh, anything that can be handled by, by the phone or by email, please do it that way. Have, has city council considered suspending meetings or just going to some kind of a um, you know closed session yes. with uh, without uh, an audience or even just doing an online session? Yeah. What would I, I, are there statutes that would prohibit that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a, a legal expert, right. and my my staff and I have been talking about that uh, today, but yeah. we have not had any conversations with city council. I know their next meeting is this coming Wednesday. It's an evening meeting, and uh, uh, I'm sure uh, Jim Winarski and the rest of city council are looking at that, trying to decide what's the best thing to do. Yeah. Um, while we're on it, uh, how are things with city council? We, you've got a 
You've got many, many new voices there, and uh, we we had a couple on the air here last week or so. And, you know, again, you, you don't expect everybody to be lockstep with what your opinions are, but, you you know, uh, we have conversations. Yes. Um, but uh, all, all in all, are, do you feel like we're still kind of rowing forward? Are we working together here? I, I do feel like we are, and I've, we've been trying to build good relationships with city council, and I, I never expect anyone to always agree with me, yeah. and I'm open to different different opinions and we can either maybe find a compromise that works for both of us or all of us or maybe we just agree to disagree but don't hold that against the person you still right, want to yeah. work with them for for the good of the of Erie and I, and I think uh, all seven members of Erie Council want to do what's best for Erie long term and we have conversations and uh, educate each other and help each other and I think we can come to compromises that are even better for Erie than maybe than what we might have had in mind ourselves to start with. One of, one of the things that came up in our conversation I want to ask you about, and that is um, – and, and it goes back to the original Buki report yes. uh, of the Erie Refocus where Buki said, yes, absolutely do Lerda, but leave the Bayfront out of it. Um, what do you say to that? And do you – have you, as a math guy, as a banker, mm-hmm. have you put any uh, numbers on paper of what loss – yeah. Uh, uh, you know, revenues may have happened by including the Bayfront into Lerda uh, to date. Yeah, I have not done anything about any specific region. I, I really, I, I really do believe in Lerda. I, I believe this is really part of the transformation of Erie and, and making it happen. And the, and we do give up some tax revenue, obviously, on improvements or new construction. However, there's a lot more new construction going on. You know, we, we implemented this July 3rd of last year, so we're you know, we're not even at a year yet. We're already about at about 28 million yeah. in new investment, which is which is really good. And what that does is it provides jobs to people who are paying tax in the city. They're spending money in the city. So uh, I, I really think uh, I really believe in Lerda. Uh, and some people want to make changes to it, and I'm talking to them and listening, but I'm uh, very reticent to make any changes. I want to let this continue at least for a couple years, and uh, I really expect that by July 3rd of this year, we're going to be at at least $50 million in uh, new investment in Erie. Yeah, there's there's no question that it, it really jump-started the, the, the building in, yes. in the city. Yes. I, mean, there, I mean, it went from under a million or two million to this incredible number yes um the the, i guess the question is and what i would challenge you on is is uh you know did we give away the store on the bayfront no i I don't believe we did i believe we stimulated the bayfront i believe there's construction you're going to be hearing about this year that would not have happened if we did not have lerta and really moves us forward yeah and these these are things creating jobs yeah creating uh, different kinds of revenue income and that sort of thing do, do, speaking of the Bayfront, well, I mean, I'm jumping around. That's I understand, okay, no but uh, the there is a method to my madness. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 uh, you know the the iconic connection and in, in uh, all that PennDOT is doing. Yes. Uh, I, I, you know, in the middle of winter, maybe you guys don't meet too much. But is is all that going forward? Are we stymied right now? What's no. what's happening with the Bayfront and uh, and even like some of the ideas that came up uh, from the, the, the students from Kent State. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. You know, it's, it's, that off there. Yeah. It is moving forward. It definitely is moving forward. Conversations are continuing. There's a lot of detail work going into the planning of this. Uh, we really hope to get this started by 
the end of next year that we have the funding in Does place. Does Kathy Rossick have a, a role in that? Absolutely. Okay. She's, she's very involved, uh, as is a, are a lot of my staff, to be very honest. Okay. Uh, our engineers, John Tushak, you know, Renee Lamus. Uh, there's several of us at every meeting, and there is a lot going on. So it's, we're not going to get steamrolled by PennDOT by any no, stretch? No, absolutely yeah. not. They, I feel they listen to us. We have good conversations. The county's very involved as well. Obviously, all this is in Erie County as sure. well. So uh, I'm, I'm really pleased with how we're all working together and, and moving forward with this. Certainly, you know, those CDC guidelines, you can tout. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're very good. And uh, also, you know, we've worked well together with the county, with, yeah. with, with uh, both major hospitals, with LECOM. We've got developed relationships with all of them. And that's proven very valuable now in this kind of time of crisis where tough decisions have to be made very quickly. The fact that we have a good relationship, we respect each other, we yeah. continue to work together for the good of Erie. Does it sound like the hospitals are going to be able to handle an onslaught of, of uh, illness? I believe so. Uh, when I hear them talk, they seem to know what they're doing, have it under control. I know that they've, they're already trying to, to limit you know, people coming in. They're not telling people they can't come to the right. hospital, but asking them to please use discretion and, you know, uh, obviously, the fewer people involved, the the less likely there, there is a someone that's sick and could pass this virus along. So. I find it interesting that in PA, the infections have been really right along that eastern edge, that Delaware River edge. Yes. And and nothing like in Allegheny County or in Dauphin County, yeah. let alone Erie County. Yes. That, I mean, that's a little bit reassuring. And uh I think it's probably likely at some point something's going to turn up here on the west side of Pennsylvania as well. But uh, there's certainly a lot more activity and traffic in different parts of the globe that flows through Philadelphia, yeah. New York City area there. And we, we have some of that, but not nearly as much. Uh, For a guy that has a busy schedule like you, it's got to be remarkable to think that literally nothing is on the schedule this weekend as far as you're you know right. the larger events i mean yeah i mean you could still go see a band at a club or whatever yes. but yeah. not wild yeah you know i'm a practicing uh, roman catholic i always have been and uh we were told we don't have to go to mass which is, <laughs> I, I think the bishop was kind of shaken by that because yes. he never had to do something like that before and i think you can go and i'm still intending to go sure. and obviously i won't be shaking hands with people or anything like that but uh i do intend to go and pray uh so that's an important part of my life it kind of keeps me centered I, I feel like, uh, yeah, that uh, um, people that are believers, that believe that God has a role in our lives, can be kind of a light to cast out fear. That's right. It, it gives you a very good alternative to fear, I think, Yeah. you believe in God. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling well. Thank you very much. It's taking me longer to recover from that surgery than I thought it would. You know, it was back on January 30th, so let's say six or seven weeks ago. Yeah. And... Uh, I went back to work uh, with within a week after the surgery. Well, you were texting. Uh, we had Kathy <laughs> well, Rosnick on there. You were texting her while you were supposed to be not in at work. Well, yeah, and I was texting and using the phone <laughs> from home. I right. told him I'd do that. Uh, but it's uh, honestly, I'm disappointed. It's taken me longer to really feel 100% than I really thought it would because I'm not at 100% now. I'm yeah. sleeping much more than I used to, and I think it's part of the recovery process. And this is probably the most serious surgery I've ever had in my life. I've had a couple couple uh, things repaired, but nothing ever that really uh, kept me down and, and made me so tired. So um, so, so they're waiting on your on your radiation then, aren't they? Yes, they are. They want the prostate to totally heal from the surgery mm -hmm. before they do that. 
And uh, I don't know with what's going on now with the coronavirus is, you know, would, would they delay the surgery because of that? Bec- yeah. Uh, or not the surgery, but, but the, the, uh, radi- the treatments. The radiation, yeah. yes. Wow. Uh, the... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's lots of folks concerned about uh, people's health. You know, I asked, I asked the bishop, and we'll play that uh, conversation at five. Um, you know, just and and about the about the Pope's health because yeah. they said oh. the Pope was was yeah. ill, and he's right in the middle of Italy, which is True. really getting nailed. Yes. Again, we're both of Italian uh, yes. descent, and, you, and it breaks your heart to boy, see. Oh What's going on in Italy? Yes, and I know they said the Pope just has the flu or a cold. Okay, or, you know, yeah. Said that he does not have the coronavirus, which is good. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about, um, uh, and we'll start our conversation about uh, the the water authority. Right now, we're okay. waiting on um, some some some. We're, well, first off, we're waiting on some kind of an appraisal. Of the water authority, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's in process. That's something that City Council requested back uh, last year during budget time in November, December, as we were asking for them to approve the water authority's prepayment of their lease, and uh, they they would like to see the uh, appraisal first. So yeah, we we took that off the table, and and we've agreed to that, and we're working on that. You know what what's really you know, kind of enticing right now is interest rates have dropped precipitously yeah. uh, just over the last couple of weeks here. And we could act because of that, we could act, the water authority could actually get a, about $11 million more than they could have got back in November, December. So it's probably a good thing that, that yeah. we knew yeah. that was going to happen, but that we held off. Uh, and they asked for the appraisal. We, we honor that request. It's probably going to be another month or so before we actually have the appraisal. Once city council has that, has a chance to look at it, then we're going to ask them if we can get votes now to uh, to accept the prepayment. So you've decided to just not to not push for the Wednesday vote then? That's correct. Yes. Okay. I, I have. I was actually working on a kind of another angle of this that didn't work out, and that's the way I would have approached it, but that, that didn't work out, and... The only right way for us to do it seems to be to have the water authority, uh, you know, borrow the money and, and prepay the lease. Is and, that the pr- is that the principal uh, objection to it? Is just that we don't know how much this thing is worth, or are there other? I mean, because it is again to a, a simple financial mind like mine, it seems a little scary to forego that you know that yearly payment uh-huh. for sixty years. Um, it, it, and it has built-in uh, ramp-ups and things. I mean, yes, they en- they would end up paying yeah. literally double what they're going to give you in a lump sum. It's like an annuity, right? That's right. And so you so you can no longer depend on well, that money to plug in holes. Right. There would no longer be that monthly income, but the amount we would get up front is equivalent in 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 uh, today's dollars yes. to what they would pay us over time. And the fact that we could use the vast majority of that to pay down debt and reduce our debt payments from uh, by about $7 million. Yeah. And we're giving up anywhere from 3.6 to 5 million a year, but we're reducing our debt payments by over $7 million every year. And the, the water authority seems to be confident that their, their bond rating and their credit worthiness will not suffer from this. That's correct. Because what they're doing is just replacing the amount they would have paid to us with the amount that they would have paid that they'll be paying on that debt. They're basically, they're basically taking, it's like, it's like when your parents take on a student loan instead of you taking on the student loan. Is that, is that a simple way to look at it? I guess, yeah. There's nothing wrong with looking at it that way, but, 
you know, when they apply for loans now, they look at their lease payment, and that's yeah. included in. Well, they won't have a lease payment anymore. Gotcha. They'll have this debt payment in its place. So, so, and so it actually uh, is a uh, is revenue neutral as yes. far as the outgo for them. Um, the, uh, you know, as as far as the the water authority in and of itself. Uh, you know, they've, they've had some acquisitions and things and, you know, I, it just makes me wonder, you know, are they, pre, are they solid? Are, are you, I mean, as, as coming from your finance, put your financial hat on, yes. I mean, how, how solid is that authority? I feel they're very solid. Uh, they're, uh, the amount they're charging to is very reasonable, especially if you compare it with other water authorities uh, in, the, in this region of the country. Uh, Paul Wojtek, I have a great respect for him. And although many of the board members, we have, a, there's a great board down there uh, i think they're i think they're doing good things i look forward to continuing to work with them for many many years here what would you say to the people that live in the county that says well this is just the city unloading their issues on us no it, it doesn't affect them at all it okay. will not affect them at all it doesn't affect the water authority they're not going to have to raise their rates because they do this because they're paying the same amount of the debt that they'd be paying to us mayor this is going to put a hardship on a lot of families uh, they, because we, you know, especially small businesses, they're not shutting down during this crisis. Right. I, I don't think so. And uh, obviously, I think people are trying to work at home as much as possible. But if you're running a machine in a shop, you can't work from home. No, uh, you sure can't. Just like if you're a police officer or a firefighter, you can't work from home. Uh, no. So they have to be out there and exposed, uh, unfortunately. The, um, the the sheer amount of disruption... Um, I, I, do you do you see that there would be any major direct impact for the city, or is it just kind of like we're all in this together? Yeah, I think that's our approach. That's the way my staff and I are thinking, and that's the way my experience. Uh, everyone in in every level of government in Erie are, are thinking. You know, right up to the national level, state, obviously, county, uh, our surrounding municipalities. I think we're all trying to deal with this, figure out what's the best thing to do. And we might argue about it, but I think we come out then with a, a, a resolution and something that we can all support and move forward with. All right. I'm going to pivot to um, you got the final report. I think I even downloaded it yes. uh, from the uh, from the consultant for the early intervention. Yes. Uh, no surprises there because they had no. given you like a preliminary report last summer. Yes. Um, go over the three what do they call the three-headed monster three -headed or something? Dragon, <laughs> dragon or, yeah. Yes, yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the th main three problems uh, the city has is, is first of all, our, 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 our uh, pension plans tend to grow. Uh, we, you know, our, our the amount of money we, we have to put into our pension doubled over five years from about 2000, uh, about 2015, or about 2015 to 2020. You know, from you know, a, a, around five million to around ten million that we have. To it doubled in five years. Yes, yes, and it's and since then it's been going up about uh, two million a year. Uh, and one of the reasons for that was that our assumptions in the pension were very unrealistic. We assumed we were going to get an eight percent rate of return, which we vir virtually never got, and we assumed people lived as long as they now, as long as they did back in the mid nineteen eighties. Uh, so we changed both of those assumptions. We now use the most current age expectancy in our calculations, and we have reduced our assumed rate of return from 8% to 6%. Okay. And, and that is very realistic, and uh, we, we think that's going to not only 
stop that increase millions of dollars every year additional you have to pay into pension but we think over time that number will start to come down because we have realistic assumptions in there now i don't totally understand what how you mean by all this because okay. you're basically saying that uh, uh you you would make an assumption when you made a budget but at the end of the budget year you would have to instill more money and now that's going to change that your assumptions are going to be better i don't understand yeah. what well, yeah what happens with those bad assumptions uh, they, they assume a certain rate of return, but then there's always calculations done the next year based on what actually happened in terms of rate of return and, and how many people are still drawing. And that's what that age expectancy... In, so, so wouldn't that basically mean that you would have to put more of the budget into the pension, or it means less? Well, it, when we were wrong, it meant we had to put more. Okay. Now that we have realistic assumptions, so our actual performance should be at least as good, if not better, than the assumptions. That 6% rate of return that we assume now... But that draw is constant, is it not? Or or increasing, or not necessarily? The draw on the other side to the pensioners. The bond paid out. He's paying out, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it depends on who's passed away and how many have retired recently. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's fa- I'd say it's fairly consistent. Okay. But our assumptions you know, as- assumed we were getting a much better rate of return, which we weren't. And people were living for a much shorter period of time than they actually and this, are. And this was basically a when you looked at it from like a five-year window or, or are you talking about a single-year window when you looked back at it? Well, it, it, you know, when, when, the, when the actual uh, – what it's actually happened is calculated. It's, it's based on, you know, life expectancy and, right. and the actual okay. rate of return. And in the past, we've had those uh, assumptions calculated every two years. I'm going to try to kick that up to every year because okay. I think it's going to help us now rather than hurt us, which is what it's been doing. So that's the that's the one head of the dragon. What's yeah. the second head? Second head is the uh, the the amount of debt the city has. Uh, it's mm-hmm. way too high, and uh, what the city's been doing probably for 30 years is kicking the can down the road, yeah. and that makes it the debt even worse. And, and by kicking the can down the road, exactly what I mean is, for two or three years they have very low payment on the on the debt almost like a balloon yeah like say maybe around one or two million dollars a year has to go into debt and then two three years down the road it goes up to seven or eight million and what so when they get close to that they kick again further down Mm -hmm. the road so uh then that is why the the deal with the water authority is so important where we can get a a substantial sum of money to pay down that debt that's going to save us hundreds of millions of dollars literally over time uh, because we'll pay that much less in uh, debt payments because the interest now is is much lower. Uh, and and our, our payments, if we are able to do kind of what we've proposed, and that'll depend a little bit on what happens with interest rates between now and when we get the appraisal and council approves going forward with this. But it, you, you know, we, could, we could be paying less than a million dollars a year on our debt for the remainder of the debt. Wow. Okay. Yes. As opposed to nine point two million or something like that. Is there anything in front of Harrisburg? Have you talked to representatives Harkins and Mursky about uh, relief for third class cities when it comes to long term municipal debt? I, I, I mean, is this? Am I just blown? You know, um, yeah. is that a fantasy land for me? But it seems to me that every single third class city in this in this uh, Commonwealth are in the same boat that you are in with these three heads of dragons. Yes. And I'm not sure I've heard of any kind of legislative agenda that addresses this stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you're right, and but I'm not really sure it's it's even their job uh, to do that. I've been trying to figure it out, given you know the facts that we have to work with and and the the legal situation. But it it seems to me like why would why why would Erie have to do this this figuring out by itself? Why why wouldn't there be a an ability? And maybe maybe I'm crazy on this, but why wouldn't there be ability to have some guidance? from the Pennsylvania legislature regarding um, lifting some of these burdens, especially like the pensions and so on. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess I've always approached it from the point of view that I've, I've got to manage yeah, my, my right. own money. You, you got to manage your own money. I can't rely on somebody else to do it. I'm not, I'm not really sure how much the state could do. And if they could do something to help us, obviously I'd welcome right, it. Right, right. Uh, but uh, – I've never. I've always looked at it as okay. Here's the situation. Here are the facts. Here's here's what we have to deal with. In let's deal with it and, and fix the problems, which is what we're trying to do. What's the third uh, head there? The third one is the most difficult to fix because it is the our our expenses rise probably five to ten percent, or excuse me, five to ten times as fast as our incoming revenue. Yeah, and that's because. Uh, the reason the city's expenses go up so much faster than revenue is 90% of our expenses are related to employees. And there's a lot of different benefits and things. Uh, we have four unions we negotiate with. And uh, we've had very good negotiations, by the way. We, we just started with the fourth of the four, which is the police. And we had a good first session with them. We've had, we haven't had to go to arbitration with any of the first three. And one of my goals as mayor is that we never have to go to arbitration uh, on a union right. negotiation, that we always listen to each other and, and that that's kind of my my impression with all four unions i think we've developed a good relationship we've developed a mutual trust i don't tell them one thing and then change it you know we we try to be consistent and we don't always agree on everything mm -hmm. but we can come to a, a mutually agreeable solution over time so uh, okay so a uh, kind of a maybe not cynical but kind of a jaded approach to that would be the, the concept of forced arbitration, again, created by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, uh -huh. has, is forcing third-class cities to, to be at a disadvantage with their, with their public service unions. Uh, is, would you disagree with that? I, I guess so, because you know, it's only if you can't come to a deal that you have to go into forced arbitration. And right. so far, I'm very pleased with, with the deals we've— And, and, it, may, and it may be that—, uh, that you know that you're a better negotiator than some some of the mayors out there and some of the mayors that were uh you know your predecessors because we had a lot of arbitration in our in our in our past yeah again my approach to everything is i want to be open honest transparent and accessible and I'm, I'm that way with the unions I, you know, I never tell them one thing and then I tell my staff something different <laughs> right, or, right. Or that sort of thing yeah. uh so i think we've We've developed a mutual trust, and I'm not saying there's never a problem. There are problems we have to address and, 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 and work through, uh, but I think we've got a great relationship, and I believe we can work with every one of the four unions to do what's mutually beneficial that's best for all of us. We're talking to Mayor Joe Schember, 814-679-1080, if you want to ask a question. All right, so, uh, you know, that was part of the kind of the the preface of the meat and potatoes that are in that early intervention plan. Um, what 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 what's next? What are what are what are the steps that you have to undertake here? Well, we've got several and I didn't I'm fortunately I didn't bring any notes on this with me. I apologize. Yeah. I should have. 
But you know, we've got uh, five or six of their major items that we already have underway. Okay. And actually, I think about three of those are actually completed already. Uh, and you know, we know w- where our focus is. And they made probably 20 or 30 recommendations, but they're kind of prioritized also. Okay. And so we're trying to work on the ones that have the biggest impact right now. Uh, and again, we, we had a very good first session with the police union, uh, very good conversation, uh, very open. And uh, we have another meeting coming up in a couple of weeks. And, and uh, you know, they kind of propose some things with, uh, uh, for instance, with uh, salaries and that sort of thing. And we, we, you know, we raised some issues. And so we're now kind of all we're kind of back on our own now, kind of analyzing things, talking it through. And we'll be back together. I think it'll be in very early April. They had some uh, some things coming up that uh, we so you so so you're still working with a consultant, uh, or or are you talking more about um, you know with internally in city yeah, hall? It's, it's all internal right okay. now. There's no consultant working with us. Okay, on, you, so yeah, on so the so it's the union negotiations. Uh, how do you how do you push forward the pension concept? Uh, that really. The most important thing there, it's probably going to be a month or so before we get any kind of resolution, but once we get the appraisal on the Water Authority, okay. if we get that money and are able to pay down, that that will solve that problem. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty amazing. Yes. And, and so that the, really the pension and the debt are kind of together there? Yes, they're definitely related. And uh, you know what we've done with the pension is a huge step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. If we can get the debt under control as well, then you know the, the next thing we have to do is... Uh, stop our our expenses from rising five to ten times faster than our revenue rises did, did they indicate anything of of just having to be a smaller government no in fact they looked at that and they were prepared if necessary to make recommendations to us for you know reducing the number of employees which again 90 percent of our uh, of our expenses are related to employees and they really made no recommendations along that line. They looked at it, but felt that, and I give a lot of credit to my predecessors, Joe Sennett, and, uh, it's, and even some of his predecessors, they really brought the expenses under control. I, I was on city council when Joe Sennett was, was mayor, and I remember there were several reasons we could have declared bankruptcy as a city back then, right. because you know, we would have qualified for it, but he chose not to do that, and instead reduced expenses, which wasn't easy, and uh, didn't make everybody happy, but well, I mean, you you basically rebooted the police department, you and, yes. and, the, and fire the fire department. Absolutely, I mean, what one platoon was it? One platoon or something like yeah, that? Yeah, when I was on city council, there there was there was one uh, platoon of firefighters that was like going. Eventually, they all came back because people would retire. And right. Then, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but you know that that's certainly not something the union wanted to see happen. But no. it was the right thing to do in terms of managing the expenses. No recommendations of privatizing, let's say, garbage pickup or so on like that? Uh, what I've been told, I've never actually seen any of this, but uh, the people that, that run that have told me they've looked at it and it would be more expensive for us to outsource it rather than do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Interesting that the school district, you know, looking at outsourcing custodials and the, the, the bids they got were higher than than what it is to run, you know, run the run the shop in house. Yeah, and that supports what you know the existing staff has been is telling me the, you know the experienced staff right. on, on board. Right. Yeah. Um. So, I I mean again we've been we've been watching this process now for gosh, uh, you know, right after you you uh, made that first budget happen, you we went into like an early intervention yes. uh, conversation. 
are you happy with with the results of of at least the recommendations? Absolutely. Because you said we, we're going to chase this thing now. We're going to do what they tell us to do. That's right. And uh, we continue to do that now that they've told us. You know, and I always would add a caveat that if I have any issues, we you know, I'll at least have an explanation for why we don't mm-hmm. do something. At this point, I haven't seen anything they've recommended that we we're not going to try to do. We've got it laid out, and they actually laid it out for us over the next couple years. Through the end of next year, they recommended what we do every six months to, to implement what they're recommend what they're recommending. Mayor, the uh, the the state senator that represents the city of Erie, Dan Laughlin, um, just been through the appropriations process. We're going to try to talk to him at the end of the month here, but uh-huh. he, uh, is, you know, he's he's talking to the Department of Community and Economic Development uh, that secretary. And talking about, you know, that Erie still has like the poorest school um, zip code, if not in the if not in the Commonwealth, it might even be in the entire United States. Um, I mean, that's got to be a a sore spot for you. You know, this to think that there's that much poverty going on in our center city. Sure. But he's advocating for the for the city revitalization and uh, whatever the the CRIS stands for. Um, Any thoughts on. On why that it, that seems to be a sticking point with the governor? Uh, you, know, I, I can tell you that personally, I'm a much bigger fan of Lerda than Chris, and because uh, I think Lerda is going to stimulate a lot more new business, new jobs, okay. more people in Erie, uh, and I certainly respect the governor. Uh, from what I understand from his office, that's not even available right now. I'm not right. sure if that's their decision or or, or why. And is I, there other state money that we should be taking advantage of? I mean, I know we get some RCAP grants and things, but like Keystone Opportunity Zones, or, or, or is there something there that that we that we're get? Are we getting our fair share on? I think we do. I think we do a very good job with uh, m- money from the state, and uh, you know, I know that Chris Groner uh, yeah. work, works on that, and we typically get some some good money coming in. In fact, the new building going on right now at the, at the baseball field downtown yeah. is all oh, results. Boy, state, isn't that cool? About yeah. ten million dollars in state yes. state money. So uh, I think we're doing fine there. Uh, we we want to be able to work with the governor, so we certainly respect his opinion, and we're not going to argue with him about things. We might talk about things we disagree sure. about, but uh, if he doesn't want to do it, we're not going to push. Okay. Um, U.S. Census. The, I guess the the card started going out like on Thursday or Correct. something like that. Yes, yes, uh, big big deal for you. It really is a big deal for our city, for our entire county. Really, uh, it's it determines three things. One is the amount of votes we have in the electoral college. That's the group that elects the president each <laughs> right. year. Uh, it determines the number of votes we have. That it determines the number of representatives we have in the House of Representatives in Washington D.C. for our our region. And most importantly, it determines how much federal funding we get. For every person not counted, we lose about $2,100 in federal funding. There's an estimate that, actually done by the census, that this year Erie County will be undercounted by 50,519 people. And if that happens, uh, if that happens, and I know we know that 10 years ago the city was undercounted by uh, several thousand people. But if that if we are undercounted by fifty thousand people in Erie County this year, we'll lose over one billion. That's billion with a B. One billion dollars in federal funding uh, over the next ten years. That's so much a year every year over ten years. That's it's, incredible. So it is really important, and the important thing people need to know is the informa- the personal information you give in the census is kept strictly confidential. 
It cannot be released to anyone for at least 72 years. The last census data that was released is from 1940. That's mm-hmm. 80 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really want to encourage everybody, if you do nothing else this year, please complete the census. It may take you 10 minutes to answer the questions. You can do it online. You can do it on paper. You can do it by phone. And, and uh, you should be getting a letter from the government that has an ID number for you in it. And once you get that, call in, go, to, uh, go online, get it done, because we need everybody counted. You know, that money that comes here include, is included. Uh, our Department of Economic Community Development gets about a little over $4 million a year that they use to help uh, inner city neighborhoods, the people that need it the most, as well as businesses in town. That's part of the money that's controlled by the census numbers. So please uh, get the census done. You're not risking anything personally. And a lot of the people that don't do the census are the ones that need the money the most. Right. For instance, like new Americans who maybe not understand everything. They don't speak the language well. They're a little confused. They're afraid to disclose things. We need to reassure them and get them to get their get our numbers in there. You don't have to be a citizen. It's anybody living in in Erie, Pennsylvania, right. should be filling out the, the census. If you live in the county as well, I mean, have it, you it, built some strong bridges with like MCRC and International Institute and the community centers and so on? I mean, just to make sure. And honestly, like young people, yes, they blow this stuff off. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> you absolutely. Know? Uh, I, I tell you, I've never been as aware of the importance of it as I am now, and that's why we're making such a big deal of it. We've built great relationships. We uh, actually have applied, I believe, for a little over $40,000 that we should be hearing from soon. That'll be money that we use. We're, we're working with a local advertising company to uh, come up with a strategy to get information like this out so people are willing to participate. We're, we're out of time. Mayor Joe Schember, I tell you what, it, it, you know, uh, I'm glad you're coming monthly now because you, there too. is just so much to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I appreciate you making the the trek out to Waterford here. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.